Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get to my man. Let's go to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline and talk to Quincy Carey of The Worst Takes on YouTube. What's going on, my man? Hi, G. Bush. Always a pleasure to come on. Always, man. Always a, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I, I do have to um, ask you this. Uh, are you excited about the news of the college football coming back on oh, uh, yeah. on, on, on the uh, Next Generation Consoles? Oh, man. I've been waiting. Look, the NCAA football games, man. I've been so many hours, and I still have uh, my copy on the PS3 of NCAA 14. So, yeah, you know, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I'm, was it Shoelace still on the cover? Yeah, we need a new one. Oh, need, yeah. Need Listen, still, still. We, we got online dynasties will be sparked nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get one going if they bring it back. We got it. We got to get one going, my G. I definitely had to reach out to you today because I think this, we, we had a cool little topic. I was just sitting there. Um, and, and, you know, last night thinking about some stuff. And I, I was just looking at the team roster. And I was like, man, we got we just so loaded, you know, from top to bottom. But I was going back thinking about some some players we had when we didn't have nothing. You know, the cupboards was bare. And we had some diamond in the roughs back in the day, man. And I just was scrolling through my YouTube and I just seen Peyton Hillis just running through people. And I'm like, wow, Peyton Hillis was really lit back in the day. Um, so, you know, for you, uh, from a, from a perspective, I wanted to pick your brain. What are some guys, and for you, it could be anyone. Give me give me maybe a, a GM, uh, give me a coach, and then give me a player who you think um, was possibly a guy that was underrated, uh, didn't work out for some reason, uh, or just, you know, just diamond in the rough or, or per- that's undervalued, didn't get a fair shake in Cleveland. I always go back to Mike Pettin. I always felt like he was a lot better than what the circumstances dealt him because you look at that first year, nobody thought the Browns were going to be good. Now, in hindsight, they had Kyle Shanahan as offensive coordinator. It turned out that that was a great hire, and it was amazing he was able to get that hire. Um, but, you know, you look at what he did there, getting that team to 7-9 and nine, at first place in November uh, 2014. I feel like that's very underrated. People don't talk about the job he did there. And then it was kind of derailed because of all the Johnny Manziel nonsense that we know was leading, well, that was speculated to be uh, spearheaded by ownership. So, you know, that, I think Mike Patton always got a bad rap. I think that if he resurfaces somewhere, he'll be a solid coach. Uh, Romeo Cannell is also somebody that just, he was kind of like the first Browns coach I remember. So I always have a soft spot for him. 
and he's always kind of turned up and done well as an interim. Um, let's see, as, as a player, somebody who got a bad, that's a hard one because it's hard enough to look at good players in the last 20 years of the Browns before the Baker Mayfield era, let alone good players that got bad raps. Um, but I guess I have to go to Dennis Northcutt, right? Dennis Northcutt was probably one of the best yak wow. Yeah, one of the best punt returners, but everybody hated Dennis Northcutt because Dennis Northcutt just didn't catch the ball consistently enough. And we all know Dennis Northcutt had that drop in the playoff game that until last year was one of the most forefought thoughts about the Browns. And then GM, <laughs> George Kokinas, I don't know uh, if there's a GM that's had a bad rap here. I think they've all been kind of pretty terrible, to be honest. Uh, maybe you could say Sachi because if Sachi doesn't lay on that sword and veto the um, A.J. McCarron trade, we don't have Nick Chubb. So I guess I got to go Sachi there. Man, you just mentioned, you just mentioned such craziness right there. Like, think about <laughs> this, what you just said. I, you just made me go back, and, and somebody said Bush Davis, right? And think about what he had at that receiving core. You you, you, got, you have the Quincy Morgan. You have Dennis Northcutt. Uh, you you also have um, Andre Davis, which, uh, which was part of that squad, too. And then you had uh, what was his name? I, I just Kevin. Um, Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson. So you had all four of those receivers, and then you had Tim Couch, obviously, and then uh, Kelly Holcomb, who actually was you came in and they, you know, they were throwing the ball all over the place at that time. But wow, that's a that's a name from the past. Like um, Butch Davis had a lot of guys moving around. Um, back then, the Mike Pettin thing for me was, I, I definitely agree uh, that Mike Pettin had it moving. He had it moving in a really vanilla way too. Uh, he he had it like they were just running the ball, being consistent. Terrence West was in the backfield. Uh, you know they got uh, Ben Tate and, and and somebody and a couple other guys and you know they yeah, they, we thought they that was a loaded running back. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Ben Tate We thought that was just the peak of oh. running back room. We thought that ago. was we. You couldn't tell us nothing. We had Alex Mack and Joe Thomas, and pfft, man, come on, man, you couldn't you couldn't tell us nothing, man. Uh, we was running that zone stretch, and we was just out. We, we didn't have a receiver to speak of, not one. Uh, you, you know. When you look at it, there's a couple of other people. Um, some people think that, you know, some of the players that we we, we had that were top picks um, that weren't, you know, big names that were that turned out to be bust had a raw deal. And, and somebody hit me up and said, Courtney Brown. I said, I don't know, man. I, it seemed like they gave Courtney Brown a lot of chances. I mean, it just... It, 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 to me, he's an Under Armour model for me. He just, mm-hmm. that, that ain't it. Um, another guy who I think, um, I really I really like this guy a little bit. Um, T.J. Ward wasn't bad. T.J. Ward oh, was not Ward, bad. Yeah. He, he, he did not, he, he didn't get a, a bad rap. T.J. Ward was a guy who, um, he went to the Broncos. Actually, he was part of the, I think he helped start the no-fly zone, didn't he? Yeah, he was a big part of the no-fly zone there. 
So, you know, there were some guys. Um, one guy that I think also, too, if you, if I want to slide, sneaky throw something, at, Tom Hecker wasn't bad. Hecker, oh, yeah. Hecker, Hecker wasn't bad. Well, 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 well. He does have a uh, Richard Sheldon. He has the the Trent Richardson, Brandon Whedon draft on him though. That, that that's that's just he had some great late round picks, and yeah. I think that's really when he was in control, right? Because what up to 2011, that was oh goodness, the Mike Holmgren era, right? When Mike Holmgren oh. was kind of a part of the Cleveland Browns. Oh, uh, gracious! But <laughs> don't ask me for playoff but, tickets. Yeah, yeah, but 2012, man. Look, I, I always often wonder which one was the worst draft or at least first round the 2012 draft or the 2014 draft the 2014 draft is really bad because if you look at that draft you can make the argument that in a draft loaded with potential uh well mvps pro bowlers and like we're talking about all timers aaron donald went like 10th in that Mm. draft the browns had the eighth well originally the fourth pick they had the 8th and the 22nd. They ended up with Johnny Manziel and Justin Gilbert. You can make the argument that they might have been two of the worst players in the entire draft class. The Browns took them in the first round. Um, and the same thing goes with Trent Richardson and Brandon Whedon. They never made it out of their rookie deals. And those were loaded classes as well. I mean, you talk about a draft class with Ryan Tannehill is sitting there at 7, you know. So it, it, those two drafts where the Browns had all those picks, one from the Julio Jones trade and the other one, from the uh, Trent Richardson trade, actually. <laughs> it's crazy how these things kind of come back and still haunt us. <laughs> and I'm so thankful they didn't do the same thing with the Nick Chubb pick because that probably still will be haunting us to this day. Uh, but, yeah, if you look at those eras and those two drafts, man, it's like you took the two worst players maybe in the entire draft. 2013 comes close, too, because they took uh, some, some uh, the dude named Dion that played uh, safety right before uh, Tyron Matthews got chosen. So that, that, that oh, was is, that, is that the Leon McFadden? Leon McFadden. I don't think he ever played a single game at as on the active roster. And, and and what was the year they just jumped out of there and took um, Barkebius Mingo and then just that took the rest the of the draft year. off? <laughs> that was the same year, the 2013. <laughs> but that, that was – uh, was that Banner? That was a Joe – I think it was Joe Banner. Was that the first year? Yeah, that was the first year Jimmy on the team. That was Joe Banner because Jimmy bought the team in 2012. Man, that was <laughs> <laughs> boy. I will tell you what, them is the. You know what? You 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 juxtapose that to where to where we are at now. And so let me let me let me transition to this right here. So I want to, and, and I know I know you you know. As we watch your YouTube channel, you know, you got a lot of scenarios coming up. And I don't know if you've done this one yet. I'll, I'm always in around. You know, I'm a fan of what you're going what you're going to come out on this. But I'm waiting for these ones to come out. Uh, the way too early list for the cut casualties. Right. Like I'm looking around. Do you got some big name guys? On in, in, in around on the offense or the defense, who you think is and and you can't say Mac Wilson because <laughs> we know it might be a wrap for the Mac. But besides those two, do you get do you got some hot takes for me on some guys who might be coming underneath the machete if if, if they don't break the right way? 
Yeah, I think Greedy is somebody who can get cut. Uh, and wow. it, it's going to be all about if he can stay on the field right during camp, if he can stay healthy, and if he's playing well, because he still has a fair bit of development to make as a player. And the thing with Greedy, and I, I get it, right, because you look at Greedy and – He's a pretty good cover corner. The problem with Greedy is if he's not your number two corner, where do you put him on the field? He's not going to be a special teamer. He's not going to be a guy you put in a nickel package or anything like that. So you kind of only really have one role for him. Now, if he's really good, you can keep him for death. But if he's average, then you kind of run into a situation where it might be better to keep a more utility linebacker or utility uh, corner on the team than it will be to keep Greedy Williams, that's just the way the numbers lay out. You obviously pointed out Mac Wilson. Mac, um, I think it should be assumed that he's going to get cut until he doesn't because the numbers just don't line up his way at all. They have, they have violently restructured that linebacking room, and you know it don't look like it's with him in mind. So I don't know if he, he, he has a real chance to make the team. Um, and then you look along the defensive line, I don't see any surprise cuts. I do think that you could see some surprise guys getting playing time like Malcolm McDowell or Marvin Wilson. Um, and I do think offensively they're pretty set. I don't think there's going to be any surprises on the offense. I think they're just rolling back the exact same unit and doing that thing again. Um, so, yeah, i probably say Greedy's probably the biggest one that could get cut. Now, I, I will say this. Yeah, they're making Mac Wilson do rookie stuff now again. They're making him bring. They bring the TV in. He's he's cleaning up the he's cleaning up the room. <laughs> he's doing. Listen, he's gathering the helmets up, lining them up on the sidelines. He's doing all rookie stuff. I feel yeah, sorry for Mac was Wilson. It's a problem. On Twitter about Mac Wilson and how he was um how he he's working out and how he's in the best shape of his life. I'm like, yeah, he, he trying to make the team. Like he better be in the best shape. <laughs> I, I always, you know what? I always got that. I never got that. You can't like so that looks bad. If, I, if you tell me you've been in the league four years and you a young dude, if you tell me I'm in the best shape in my career, I'm like, well, what were you doing the last three years? Was you chilling? That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Um, let's looking at it and oh, so so I'm 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 moving around and we're talking to Quincy Carrier uh, on the North Armstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Highline. Let's I'm looking around a little bit, right? And I I've been looking at the receiving core, right? And I'm gonna be honest. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones looks good. Jarvis Landry looked like he's healthy. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. looks like he was never hurt. Uh, To me, to me, the receiving core looks really good. I know it's just I know it's just shorts. I know that it was I was just watching highlights at Camp Baker, but I was really impressed with the receiving core. I was. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be a good group. I and mean, you can even throw Richard Higgins in there, right? Somebody who I think will oh. be a real, real big presence in the red zone when it comes to scoring touchdowns because Jarvis is not necessarily the touchdown guy, but um, Richard's more of a finisher in that way. So, yeah, they have a lot of options there. You can add in the tight ends, David and Joku, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, they can all back there in there. 
You would assume Harrison Bryant gets better in his second year. You would assume Austin Hooper gets better in his second year with the team. Um, and then you know what David Njoku can and can't bring you, so you know how to use him. Um, but, yeah, this, this receiving core is really good. And I, I'm wondering, uh, the more I look at it and the amount of talent they have there, and if Baker, and in all likelihood, right, if Baker is as good as he was at the end of the season, I know people love Chubb and Hunt. I love Chubb and Hunt. But you have to start asking yourself, are you doing yourself a disservice if you lean on those two too much because of how good that passing attack can be, especially when your quarterback's playing at a top-ten level with all of those guys around him? Like, that, that's the difference between, you know, an explosive number-one offense to one of the better offenses. And I think they, they have more than enough talent to make that leap. Also, they got the best offensive line in football, pass and run block. So, you know, you might not see the huge numbers from Nick Chubb or, or Kareem Hunt this year. They might not be leaned on as much. And you might see more from Baker Mayfield because, honestly, at the end of the season last year, he kind of showed you he was ready for more. Quincy, I thank you so much for stepping in, uh, taking a couple minutes out of your day to hang out with me. Uh, as always, make sure you go check out Quincy on YouTube, uh, Quincy Carrier on YouTube, The Worst Takes, uh, all Browns content, dropping videos consistently. Please make sure you go check out his content. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.